Okay, it's working. Mm. What's that noise? Sounds like me. Oh, idiot. It's nice, this little band here. Um, hello, welcome hello. to, can't remember what we'd call Where these, we? Collins we, and Herring. I think we should call it podcast. Collins and Herring, rather than Collins and Herring, then it'll be like a clean, no. clean break. I think, I thought we should, I really have time to do it, I thought we should have completely relaunched it. I it? disagree. A new picture and everything. I disagree, it's still Collins and Herring. And it's still in here, aren't we? Even all I'm going to say up. is you're a fucking idiot. That's all I'm going to say. Fine. And I've lost all respect that I had for you. I didn't know you had any. I didn't have any no, respect. This, this so it's all right. I couldn't. I couldn't really work out. That is it. You could have lost. That is all I'm going to say. So right. peaking. I hope it will be all right. Yeah. So we hopefully we're on the task cam. We're on the whatever that is. MacBook. Yeah. Oh. Right. What's so? What, what Take a picture. It? Why? No, just put it up because this one. Take be going a picture; it'll last longer. Why don't we do that after the podcast? That's no, what we do. But you can post it right now. Well, that's rude. Rude. <laughs> yeah, it's rude. It's rude. Very rude. All right, it is very rude. Rude to the people at home. Last night I did the first direct dialogue festival, and um, there you go. Uh, and um, yeah. that was us taking a photo. We've cha everything's changed that you'll see it's in the, the, now the, the room is orientated in a different way yeah we're, we're the, the feng shui has been changed I actually think the light to... is probably better because that light window up there is just shining down on us rather than behind us so we take a better picture yeah it's true it does so I've moved everything I've thrown away you've noticed any difference you've thrown away a load of these boxes no um, they're all they're still all here where are they there oh all right okay there yeah. over there right what's actually gone from this remember there was like loads of printers and there was a pile electronic. of printers right there yeah they're gone. gone well i know they all went to all those programs are look going into there i haven't quite managed it yet because there's, there's another like about 50 the price in the bike one but if you fill up the eaves you won't be able to crawl in there if any like a panic room if anyone comes in invades your house that's I, true i think that's what i used to love going in the eaves when i was a little kid it wasn't that they well, made me go there. <laughs> this is a, it's amazing how much space is in your house now that you've taken away some of the shit that was in here. But you did uh, get manage to get rid of all your electronic goods to a happy home. Yeah, although I found some more downstairs in another cupboard That's that belonged good. to someone else, so I'll have to do it all again. But yeah, a man a man came. I should know the name of the, the worm. W e r m. They're very yeah. good. He came and took it all for free. But I'm sure he was delighted because there was. Uh, four computers. Yeah, that's great because they massive get, TV. Do they recondition them and send them well, out to they, starving yeah. kids? I, don't, I think they recondition them and then use the money to buy themselves luxury items. Well, that's all right. Oh, but uh, oh, they just sell them, sell them on. But uh, they were very good. So I've done that. So there's a lot more room in here. Might put a snooker table up here. You could. What full size? Or a little one? No, it's not that big. I don't no, think you're aware of how big a full size snooker table is. I am because is. my uncle Alan has got one. Well, it wouldn't. Well, I suppose if I took everything out of this room, it yeah, might just fit in. We wouldn't, be able to, we wouldn't be able to do this in here. Well, this is good. I'm glad we waited fucking six months for this well, shit. Yeah, but it was never going to suddenly become. It was never going to be profound just because there was going to be a gap. Was there? I don't know. It's just, just nobody wants it to be profound. They just want it to be normal. Please be normal. I'm only doing this for the sake of the people at home. I don't, I don't <laughs> like Andrew anymore. I know, but and I'm just—it's like your mother and father staying together because you we were all so upset. I know, but you had—we had a little break and then we stayed together. I would call it a long break. No, nearly not five long months. enough. It's nearly five months. I had no idea we would be doing this. I thought we might be going for a coffee, which we have done. No, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to. I'm happy to talk to you on the podcast, but I'm not going to be your friend in the outside world. So that's, that's how fine, it works. Because I, I really didn't feel that. I'd achieved that, despite all my efforts. 
over three years, and it hasn't quite pulled that one off. No, it hasn't. But it so was, was getting close. It was just there was getting nothing close. to lose, was there really? I was just thinking maybe if I got married, Andrew Collins would be my best man. <laughs> and then I not. thought, no, that's you, that sorted out. You did. That's <laughs> it. Anyway, um, welcome to the show. Well, Hope you're Al glad Murray. to be Al back. Murray will be bloody furious if you. Al Murray's not going to be my best man. He'd be brilliant. He'd be just fucking. He, he, I wasn't his best man I went to Australia for his wedding and he wasn't his best man so he can go fuck himself well I wasn't the best man to the bloke who was my best man either you know it's not, it's not like you know, he can you know. go fuck himself I'm sure he can um, anyway it's been quite anything happened to you in the last five months not a massive amount you I know what you've been doing because I've been listening to you and reading you doing it yeah I've done lots of things I've got my own podcast now warming up why aren't yeah. you all, everyone listening to that I thought they all did well I don't know if they do there's no one about, listening to this 3,000 people listen to it um, so you've basically been talking constantly, and I've been listening to you talking yeah. in the last five minutes. Oh, it's a sad image. It's not. It's not. It is. Well, it'd be sad. Yeah, it would be sad actually if I've been doing that, but uh, I have. Good. So um, I know what you've been up to. I'm yeah. reading your diary every day because it's on the, in the public domain. Yeah. But I know you've done a marathon, which I'm very impressed. Half by. marathon. Oh well. well, you've done more than one, haven't you? So that's got to be a full. I've done in my life. I've done about three or four half marathons, and I've done a full marathon in the past. I tell you how that is half a marathon more than I've done. So you know. Yeah. I was impressed with that. You uh, took on Ricky Gervais, which I think was bold and uh, massively time-consuming. That was right. a couple of days up. Yeah, but um, little you could live afford. It's the most days. controversial thing I've ever said in my life. Yeah, is, it was. Um, to, to be nice to disabled people and don't use casually disabled language mm. if you unless you really have to. But it was not. Then people thing. got furious about it on the, on Twitter. But people who got furious about it were people like the Justin Bieber fans who are currently getting <laughs> furious about the woman who's saying that uh, she has his child. You read that story, and so the fans of Justin Bieber are basically doing death threats to. Her. Because she dared to say that she has sex with their their hero, yeah. who has uh, said he's a virgin and, and uh, vowed that he was a virgin to his mum and all that. <laughs> well, that, uh, but it's an older woman. She's twenty, and he's a what is he ten or something? Oh, he's very young. Nice work. And so she's I'd be saying, out there, I'd, I'd be got, saying I've done it if I was him. Well, I mean, the baby almost be a twenty-year-old. It'll be born, and then it'll be <laughs> almost as old as its own dad. So, and so their fat. So his fans, not him, obviously, are doing death threats to this woman. And it's a bit like that, you know. You, uh, you you risk the wrath of some fairly um, clear-minded but disillusioned people when you get into the fan. Well, they fans. just didn't bother. Read, you know, they read uh, his stuff, what he said about it, and they read. Yeah. They didn't read what I'd said about it, which wasn't because still now, if I ever say anything mildly offensive, you know, like it's not like I'm a comedian. If anyone listens to this podcast, people be aware that I don't shy away from saying things that are contentious and offensive. I think I sometimes even make mistakes, and then if I do, I sometimes even say sorry. That's how. That's how. Even within character, but um, it's uh, a funny that that's now become the most contentious thing I've ever said. Be nice to disabled people, because <laughs> they should be treated with equality, and let's bat battle for that. Um, but they didn't bother reading any of that. So now, if I said I made a joke about Jimmy Savile after he's died, did you? I missed that. Yeah, well, I well, said um, uh, someone better just check he's dead. He might just want to spend a night in the mortuary. Oh, I see. That's uh, that was my little joke That's about Jimmy joke. Savile at the time. And I kind of shilly shouted over a bit. The man had literally just died, but then I thought I did it for Michael Jackson. And uh, there's a lot of parallels between those two men. And so... Uh, yeah, both very I, uh, old when they died. Stuart Leeds sent me a, uh, sent me a uh, link to a Nolan's documentary in which the little Nolan, Colleen, Colin, Colon, Colon, Colon Nolan, yeah. um, 
when she was 14 years old was on top of the pops that Nolan's on but she was standing in the audience she wasn't old enough to be and in the she wasn't in no. and, and Jimmy Savile said this is you know she was a buxom young 14 yeah. year old lady yeah. uh, and Jimmy Savile was standing with his arm around her on a gantry saying oh this is the young Nolan she's not old enough to be in the band yet and he's cuddling her and you can see him basically his hand is right on her breast just underneath it sort of jiggling it so you know but I, I thought Wait, when I saw that online? yeah go and look online look at the Nolans online right. but I thought you know at least she's alive so that is, that's one thing up for Jimmy Savile what he didn't so. kill her well no the rumour about Jimmy Savile oh I see that yes, I was so. alluding yeah, to yeah, in my yeah, original right, joke can we say he's dead now I know it? so like, yeah. well, it's the yeah. rumour about him yeah, it's that rumor. he enjoyed spending the night in the mortuary um, Louis Farou claims that possibly started a lot of these rooms himself. I think it's hard, you know, they also sent me a link to a David David Icke site where it's kind of claiming all kinds of things about Jimmy Savile that I think yeah, are almost right. certainly untrue about him being part of a, doesn't say he's a lizard, uh, but basically uh, that, uh, you know, they had parties and stuff going on and there's, there's, there's this story about him denying ever going to that Guernsey home, you know, the children's home where they found some bones in the garden. Uh, and, uh, whatever, same difference, isn't it? Nope. Uh, they're all Nazi sympathisers out there, whatever. Okay. Hey, come on, we're in there, we're going, look, we're going, I'm off. Um, and uh, then there's a photo of him there, so he's sort of saying that something was going on. But I, I would imagine that, uh, what, especially once the rumours got out, that people were probably quite um, observant of Jimmy Savile, making sure that those rumours weren't true. So I think it was very unlikely that Great Ormond Street would keep allowing him into the... Of course. And it sounds like he was a man who did a lot of great, fantastic work Amazing. for charity. Uh, yeah, he was tireless and thankless. So it's a very interesting story, but I made a little joke about it, and then of course we went, oh, I see you say you shouldn't mock uh, disabled people, but you're happy to mock a dead man. Dead man. Yeah. Uh, he's defenceless, isn't he? Well, yes, I am happy to do that, and it's a different thing. I didn't say you couldn't make jokes about anything. I uh, just said that maybe you shouldn't just count. And it was at least it was an attempt at a joke. It wasn't just me using a word for no reason. And I just think, and Ricky Jay's talking about other stuff, has said he wouldn't talk about black people and use those words for black people yes. or uh, Asian people. I'm sure he wouldn't use those words as a needless punchline. So, or, in fact, it was much worse than the fans thought because I was actually just saying, this isn't very, what Ricky Gervais is doing at the moment isn't at all funny. It has no wit, which he, I think a lot of his, a lot of his stuff about disability and these issues uh, have an element of, uh, you know, social conscience and wit to them. So it was, uh, it was odd that he was being so witless uh, and pulling faces on Twitter, so what? I thought, and I didn't. I, people were saying I was doing it for publicity. I didn't do any interviews about it. I, um, fact I, in fact, I wrote a blog ten days before this happened, and then yeah. someone else selected all the quotes from that blog. So yeah. that's it. Wasn't me sort of setting out to, and really, I don't want that. What's I don't, what you publicising? I don't Nothing. want to. Pu I've got loads oh, of publicity. Yeah, um, I don't want time. Don't you wait till late in the podcast? Why do you think I'm back here doing this? <laughs> yeah, you could do um, this without me. You realise that? No, you could publicise your stuff without me. Wouldn't be as good. Yeah. I'll publicise it. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to be... I don't want those idiots. And people just came... What was very... The, the most interesting about it was... I mean, I basically had two days of just my Twitter stream being... Just zooming through with people calling me a mong. Right? Yeah. So just, you're a mong. You're a fucking mong. A lot of them saying you're a spastic mong. Which, to me, suggested they weren't in tune with that overlord who suggested mong was no longer a word about being disabled. Yeah. Or maybe they were differentiating, saying, you're a spastic mong. You're a, you actually are a disabled mong. Mong equals idiot which was the argument. But I talked to Francesca Martinez, who has cerebral palsy, who weighed in a little bit into the argument because she'd been at a 
She was in extras. Yeah, she was in extras. Yeah. And so people started having to go and say, how can you ever go at Ricky without him? You wouldn't have been even famous. Which oh, I'm not sure he cast her in Grange Hill, but maybe he did. Maybe yeah. his ten- tendrils go, go back into the past. Uh, but um, nobody... I said, did I, and I said to Francesca, nearly you know, nearly everyone who's tweeted me has called me a mong in capital letters. You're a fucking mong, mong, mong. Has anyone done that to you, Francesca? <laughs> Nobody had called Francesca a mong, which seemed odd to me. If yeah. mong doesn't mean disability, and all those people know that, why didn't they call a disabled person a mong? Almost like they do know what it means. So it's you know, it was a stupid uh, couple of days, but uh, it's kind yeah, of interesting. Historic in its own way, and exposed. It doesn't expose him as much as expose the kind of strata of fans that you get when you get that successful because they well, had- are like fundamentalists like Morrissey fans who refuse to admit that Morrissey has ever done anything wrong and can't even just put him in context or even admit that some things are slip-ups they just can't see anything other than this shining kind of messiah figure um, it's ironic but it was interesting that he um, the, all of his Twitter he only really come back to Twitter so I don't think he really understood it so I don't think he when he was retweeting me that was a nasty thing to do Apparently he then deleted the retweets, but you know, so it looked like he hadn't done them. But um, uh, you know, I think he didn't necessarily understand how it works. I had something else to say, though, but it's gone. Sorry, I've got that here. Keep drinking the tea. I'm drinking some licorice tea. That should sort it out. Okay. Anyway, it was uh, it was interesting to uh, see it from the outside, but uh, you've got enough to be getting on with without doing that. Oh, so I don't. But you know, the reason I was talking about it is because I was doing Rich Tang's objective at the time, yes, all last a month, which starts on Tuesday. I'm publicising because I make more money if it, um, if more people tune yeah, in. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like it's like a country, that's how they pay you on the radio. <laughs> on the BBC, that's you get how you a pay. penny for every person who listens. That is not true. Uh, but so I've just written. Get, I was writing about this discipline. This fuck this, all this had is come what up. You get. And so uh, ah, it's all right. And uh, you know, so I was writing about just the way because I think it's interesting that you could be casually disabled, and I don't think any of these people, if it was someone saying nigger. If it was a white person saying hello, my niggers, you might get away with that now in this current climate. But uh, you know, it would be a weird thing to do if he was then blacking up and put, put, put pictures of himself blacked yeah, up. Yeah. Um, but uh, just uh, see, I wonder what I was going to say a minute ago. I don't. Know. Never mind. <laughs> I'm got, getting very old. You've got now. too much to say. I'm getting. I'm getting very old. I'm much older than when you last uh, saw me. But he didn't. He didn't understand. He didn't really understand Twitter. So I don't know if he kind of got what was going on really with with how how kind of far it was reaching or that who was reading it but he's got like half a million followers so I you know it, it made me realize I didn't want any of those people I'm quite happy Justin being... Bieber's got 14 million followers yeah I mean but it makes it it's sort of Twitter when I remember when Twitter started it was like I, rem- I remember remarking that it was nice that it was on the internet and yet you didn't really get a load of shit from people oh, yeah that's true it was quite nice and people would ask you questions and people might be critical but in a nice way and a kind of intelligent way and it seems to have slightly gone over that hump now that enough people are doing it that it's like the rest of the internet. So if something, you know, people use it as a way of you know, showing off. Well, running with flaming torches towards the citadel to have a go at people. So but, do, you want, uh, do you want an army of people who will just leap to your defence no matter what you've done? Why well, like, but then I, you know, I've all, I've got a smaller army of people. It was kind of interesting. People going, "How can you? you Ricky has four hundred thousand followers. You have seventy thousand. <laughs> so how dare you criticise him from someone with two followers? You're going to go well if we're going by that rule." I wouldn't think it'd be nice. I'm going people going, I don't know who you are. And so I'm going, well, I don't know who you are. So do I have to listen to you? And so it was kind of, you know, it was, uh, I mean, it, was, it would have been nice, I think, if at some point Ricky Gervais had acknowledged his yeah, debt to Leon Herring and on the hour. Yeah, and uh, so it would have been nice if he'd, if he'd apologised or whatever. So I've, I feel slightly disappointed in him as a human being. Yeah, the worst thing about it is that um, it, it did and this is your victory, it did, for some people anyway, just put a slight sort of taint on him. 
just so that he's not perfect. Not everything he does is perfect. It's okay to, to think that. And if somebody does something wrong, then you should um, call them up on it. I wonder what it was that I was going to say. It's just like in, in his stream, he's sort of going, anyone who criticised him, they were jealous. Any newspaper that wrote a bad review of him, they were jealous. He couldn't. He doesn't even seem able to countenance, which is odd for a comedian, because most comedians just think all the time that maybe I'm shit. Don't tap the floor. It'll That's come up what and um, ask him. Uh, and uh, like Michael McIntyre spends half his time yeah, yeah. shit. And know, so he's very, he's like massively overconfident. It's like that he, he, he couldn't even make a mistake. So that was the whole, he couldn't be wrong about this. So he had to go on and on and on. It was like a child. He'd been chastised for it and he decided what he would do was carry on doing it much more for a bit. And then, you know, which I think if he just, the minute someone had said, maybe don't do that, he just stopped. I mean, he sort of started saying twong instead of mong, yeah, which yeah. meant Twitter mong. But, you know, at least it's a new made up word. It's still yeah. kind of weird. But you don't, you know, you don't have the right to change the meaning of a word. That mean that word has not changed its meaning, oh, and it, some people might not know the meaning. And in one of the objectives, I talk about um, how when I was eighteen, I was using the phrase "wogged" to mean stolen. Oh, really? And uh, I was that's at university, and Stuart Lee said to me, "You know, that might be seen as being offensive because it comes from wog, so yeah. I mean, it's implying black people are thieves." And I said, "Don't be stupid. I'm not racist. I wasn't doing it for that. It's a completely different word." And then I thought about it for a bit and I thought, oh, yeah, well, I'll stop doing it. I'll just stop using the word. If there's, any, if there's any, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't know, if you're not realising why you're doing it, that's not the point. So uh, it was kind of weird that he kind of tried to, to push it and carry on. But it, but it, Tim Minchin had a very similar thing a few days later where he'd used the word tranny on 8 out of 10 cats, which I didn't realise was massively offensive to anyone, but for transsexual tranny. Or tran transvestite tranny. Is he um, saying that trannies were bad? Well, no, he just he just used the word, and then some people said to him, you know, we don't like you using that word, and he was similarly kind of going, well, I don't want anyone telling me what to do, but I've been advised by people in that you know in that community that it's not a word to use, so I'll stop using it. But I'm not going to apologise for using it, but I'm not going to carry on using it, <laughs> which was you know he had a very he just had a very dignified response. It was better than that, in fact, the way he dealt with it. But that's you know that's. I think it, when it comes down to it, it's not. People think that I'm. I guess that's what I'm getting. You know, when I make make a rude joke, or whatever, people think, "Oh, you're the guy who found something offensive," and I find that offensive. And it wasn't. I even found the the, the mong thing offensive. I just thought it was pathetic. That's that's why. Yeah, it just yeah. I just thought it was pathetic that a fifty-year-old millionaire was doing that and then claiming he was reclaiming it for disabled people. No, when clearly most disabled people, a majority of disabled people, really don't like it. Still get that word directed at them plenty of people told me about that and uh, you know I think that you that's the that's that's the rule isn't it if it if the community involved don't like it then you move on well it's like when uh, in the young ones Rick uh, Rick's fictional character Rick Mayer's fictional character used the word spasmo yeah which uh, kind of was a made up version of that um, insult from the 70s but and I'm sure a couple of people might have copied that at the time, thinking it was okay to use a word like that now. But it was basically a kind of satire and a sort of thing that he would, well, even though he was right on. It's, yeah, not, it's, a character. it's not that the word can't be used. No. So then when, like, that night in the Holy Flying Circus, uh, the, the, the producer character says, pull a face like a mong. Yeah. Which, A, proves again that mong is a word meaning to yeah, someone yeah. with disabilities or, dis or Down syndrome. It's, it's a nasty 1979. word. Uh, and... But also, he's a horrible, objectionable, nasty character. Yeah. So it's happened, and I think also uh, in um, Shameless, there was there was something, there was some storyline about it. So, but it's not that disability is a, a, a subject you can't do comedy about. It's a comedy we must, a subject we must do comedy about, and to make people aware of these issues. Mm. It's just the same as you know, it's Roy Chubby Brown. When I, I linked to a thing of Roy Chubby Brown again from this objective thing, I'd come across it. I wasn't able to use it on the radio, but him doing a song about Gollywog, how Gollywog was just a toy. And how they used to call it Nig Nog and Wog and Coon and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. 
uh, and, and the audience all laughing just at these racial words because you're not allowed to say them yeah. and that's the that's the humour in it and that's all it is And it's but it's just objectionable horrible and disgusting and proves the opposite of what he's saying that a gollywog isn't just a toy because it comes loaded with all these uh, all these kind of well, there's an argument that the, the the linguistic argument is that if the phrase "monged out" has replaced it, but it hasn't, because "monged out" means that you are you know, almost made yourself disabled by taking well, too many that's drugs. Right. You think so where it comes from? So it's never it's changed. It's clear that it's still the same. Thing. And I said, you know, if you're gonna if you if you mean idiot, why don't you use the word idiot? And pick, which the reason I, you know people were so stupid they can't understand anything you say. Because I said there was a couple of things I said. I said if you mean if "mong" means idiot, why not just say idiot? And then people are going, well, because I, I like to have different words to use for things, but the reason that it, you use mong is because it means something different than yeah, idiot. Different that, that's, that was my yeah. point. It means a, a, someone who's an idiot because they are disabled or resemble someone who's disabled. Yeah. And it kind of perpetuates a myth that disabled people are stupid in the way that 1970s jokes perpetuated myths. Uh, black people were stupid, would rape you, and you didn't want them moving next door to you. Yeah, and and all these things are, are, are now stereotypes about disabled people that are kind of doubly unfair because... Disabled people, you know, in a large part, cannot defend themselves, uh, or many of them can't, and uh, and so it's kind of and, and and are already massively ostracised in society. So I think it's like a really important issue, and it's obviously something I've people going, oh, you're jumping on a bandwagon with this, which you know, <laughs> I've, uh, the bandwagon I've jumped on eight years ago in order to get to this. But point the people who are saying that obviously don't know anything about you. No. So in a way, you didn't need to dignify them with a response but you took a lot of time out to dignify them with a response even though they didn't really deserve any of that kind of dignity but you know then you say I said I said it's interesting that Carol Thatcher got sacked for saying gollywog will the BBC sack Ricky Gervais for saying mong will they mm. stop his and I know and I wasn't saying sack Ricky Gervais I was just making the point that they weren't going to do it a because people you know it shows the way that disability isn't treated in the same way as race issues and it should be but also Ricky Gervais is making millions of pounds for the BBC. So that was my point. But then you'll get to an occasion, someone will tweet me and go, you're the guy who wanted Ricky Gervais taken off TV. And I didn't say that. you know. So you, you, it's kind of insane the way it goes. And people don't listen to anything you say. So well, it's, it's probably pointless engaging with them, but uh, well, yeah, it's but, worth it. Well, that's the trouble with Twitter, isn't it? You, show, you say something, but you're not allowed to say anything for too long. You're going to speak very quickly. Because they can easily chuck an insult at you in 140 characters. You don't even need 140 characters to say you're an idiot. But then if you try and defend against that you still have to do it with 40 characters so it's bloody difficult also um the radio times this week had two covers i didn't even, i don't even know why and i worked there but i had no idea why one of them was ricky gervais uh with uh, warwick davis warwick davis on his shoulders obviously um advertising that show which is on next week so next week's radio times and the other one is julie walters nice shot of the lovely um gray-haired julie walters looking kindly mm-hmm. and recognizable who's in the jury on itv and I don't know why there are two covers. It doesn't explain it in size. But I, I, I must get to the bottom of it because I think they might have done that thinking some people are going to not buy the Radio Times because it's got Ricky Gervais on I was hoping that that was the reason, just in a way, just because it was almost like somewhere... I think in they, London it's the, it's Ricky Gervais and then everywhere else it's not. Right? But I think I don't know if that's because they feel that it'll sell... The, the, um, what's her face will sell better in the north what's her name Julie Walters. Julie Walters well I mean she certainly I would have thought most of the Radio Times um, readers are, would like Julie Walters more than they would like Ricky Gervais yeah. but at the same time he is incredibly famous and uh, people are awaiting they're jumping on the bad wagon they're trying to get piggyback on his fame yeah they are I'm a yoghurt knitter on my high horse yoghurt knitter yeah. I'm a yoghurt knitter yeah what that means <laughs> well anyway idiots and it's good to know that there are a lot of idiots out there but it was, it was worth doing I mean, sometimes it was, you are surrounded by people who are reasonably sensible because of the kind of people that follow you 
and uh, you forget that outside that there's another lot of people who aren't quite as clever. Yeah, so most people who follow me are idiots as well. Yeah, well, the more you get, the they more chance that's going to happen, isn't it? They can all fuck up. Yeah, well, you know, it's your fault. You are, you are incredibly popular. <laughs> You'll be getting more and more of those idiots. It's true, but you couldn't just block them. It was coming in so fast, I couldn't block people. That was how yeah. fast they were coming through. It was amazing. You were King Canute. It was, I was. And they were waves lapping at your feet. But, you know, don't worry, I will carry on doing the same thing, despite the fact that every now and again people are going, how can you do a joke about that when you thought something else was wrong? Yeah, that's it's good. like, but it's, so someone said, yes, this is quite right. I said, oh, am I going to get this now every time I make an offensive joke? They said, yes, it's right. Once you've put yourself forward as the moral police, you will get judged on everything you do. And then you think, well, but I don't think I can then get judged by someone who says you should be able to make jokes about everything. So it works both ways, doesn't it? The thing with all these things is they cut both ways. If he's saying I can never, because I've complained about one thing, I can never joke about yeah. anything else. If he's saying everything is go fair go, he can't then have a go at me for making a joke about Jimmy Savile being dead. But um, you know, have a lot of respect for Jimmy Savile. Yeah, you know, I grew up with him. Interesting to see what comes out in the stories, but yeah. I would imagine those stories would already have come out. I can't unless he literally is part of some cabal of massively powerful people well, who are somehow able to cover things up. He may be involved somehow in some enormous ring of some kind, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I think it's unlikely, and it was. It wasn't like it for the last twenty years of his life. He was an influential, powerful media figure who could cover yeah, things. Exactly, up. he was a figure of fun by and large. Who went on doing his charity work. So leave Jimmy Savile alone. Yeah. Don't even make a joke about him. Can see that? See that? <laughs> Sorry, like that. Yeah. Oh, you'll never get rid of me that's the problem anyway what else has happened in the meantime there's all sorts of news that we have to cover in um, half an hour um, phone hacking yeah that's, not that's covered alright we've done that what else do you uh, your phone was hacked Andrew ad spring uh, I, I suspect there's nothing interesting about me someone um, asked me if they thought, a couple of people asked me if they thought my phone was hacked and I thought well well, I can't really I imagine think that I the would new be... phone that I've got is so shit <laughs> that they couldn't hack it. No, it's probably easier to hack it. Maybe. Well, there be. It like, may be so far the interesting on there. Susanna from BBC Breakfast asked, said, "Do you think you were ha- do you think you were hacked in the phone thing?" I said, "I doubt it. The thing is, I write about most of the yeah, things exactly. I do you're, anyway. You're out in, you're out in the open. Most it's not time. really. If they reveal anything about me, I'll just reveal something worse and trump them." <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, um, Jeremy Clarkson lifted his own super injunction, didn't he? So, yeah. So just to kind of clear the air and just get rid of all the uh, gossip, and I think that it was quite sensible of him to do so, because there's a, there's only one I think, the showbiz one that everyone knows about that still hasn't been lifted. Which one's that? Still lingers. The one that, about that person. What's that? I don't know which one you mean. You have to say it. I think. No one's going to care if you say it now. You know that um um the um, magazine, private eye style magazine uh, in was it in France that got. Firebombed yes, I do. Did a cartoon of my Yeah, don't say anything about that. I don't. Well, want, I, don't I don't want my house firebombed. What I'm saying is that the the, the Evening Standard yeah. in London don't get them firebombed. What they are you trying to do? a picture of the man standing in front of the firebombed offices, holding the front page of the magazine without yeah. doing anything to, to censor it. Now I saw it on the news and it was all pixelated out for right. exact for obvious reasons. But the Evening Standard had a picture of the cover, so I've seen it and I'm really surprised that they ran it and maybe they changed it. What is the cover? Well, it's a cartoon. They don't like that, do they? No, yeah. I, I think don't they do. Can't they? I hate cartoons. They should, they should have had two, two covers: one of that, <laughs> and then one of Julie Waters for the rest of the country. That's what it, look, it's like a picture of Julie Waters. Yeah, it'd be Waters. nice. Well, that would work. You could have a Christian cover, an Islam cover, yeah. costume, you know, an atheist cover, yeah. a 
and then you choose which cover you get and then yeah. it's all right well that's what uh, radio times are always doing that or an empire they're always doing it as well all the stars of harry potter you pick the one you like the best does anyone do that i think they probably do Someone will buy all of them. That's why there yeah. are some idiots out there who love Andrew Collins so much. They will buy every copy of the Radio Times. <laughs> Your dad. All the different ones. <laughs> he loves it. He likes you. He's disappointed you went to art school. But apart from that... Yeah, well, you know, I did waste four years of my life. Can't have everything. No, you can't. Um, uh, so Fist of Fun's coming out on DVD. I'm excited about that. I was you can excited. pre-order it at www.gofasterstripe.com if you want. I must admit, I wouldn't want to see uh, anything that I'd done at that time. You're very brave putting it out. I know people want it. It's excellent. Of its time, I would imagine. No, it's excellent. I certainly loved it then. Still stands up. Yeah. Uh, and there's loads of extras and stuff. And there's a four disc set. No, it's a brilliant. You can and order I... it right now if you want, and then it'll be delivered to you as soon as it's ready. Unfortunately, Chris Evans, not that one, or the other one from the Captain America films, whatever he's called. He's called Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, it's neither of those two, it's the other one. He put Italian subtitles, so then they're putting Italian subtitles and everything now. Why? Well, because there's this guy who wants to put Italian subtitles oh, on all of the stuff, and and he, so Chris Evans is doing it. Though I don't imagine we'll sell any in Italy. But if you're listening in Italy and Italian, you want to, you know, I Sorry. imagine you're not because you'll be able to speak English well enough to understand it. Uh, but uh, I might be going to doing the gig in Italy, so there you go. I might be able to sell sort of four or five of them when I'm out there. Uh, if the euro is still going by that stage, well, it'd probably still be going, but it'd probably be going in Italy. Uh, well, I know Italy's the next one to fall, but so, um, so yeah, so it's, we've put some. Oh, I think it's quite good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it to be out there. It's exciting. Fist of fun. Chrysler bike's also it, out. Yeah, Let's well, get it out of the way. I took that through. There's the, a video of us together. That came through my letterbox the other day. Have you? Did you watch it? No. <laughs> you never watched any of them. You you've never watched or listened to any of them anyway. So it was, it's in character that you wouldn't listen to or. See I was there it. at the time. I know you were, but I bet you can't remember what it was like. Can't remember anything. Oh, it was brilliant. Kip Hakes is all I can remember. Kip Hakes is in there, Stop and his wife, uh, his second wife. You remember that? Yeah. It turned out to be his second wife. Don't give it all away. Oh, this is hardly going to stop people buying it. Uh, she said that she uh, thought Secret Dancing was so rubbish that she made him turn it off. Having and, uh, <laughs> having, and after he'd asked me what was the most insulting thing that anyone had ever said to me, and I said that is the most insulting thing anyone said. To me. It wasn't well, not insulting. If you're in the audience of the Leicester Square show, every single person in that audience must buy it, and already will have ordered it because they're in it. You can actually see your faces. So they've already it. seen it get it and have a look um, so that's out that's good loads of extras there's the Rich Herring in Fiji did you watch that I, I mean I've only just started watching it I only mm. got it in the week and uh, you get it from Go Faster Strike there's a third disc just third it, disc a beautiful little thing and uh, I'm on tour yeah starting when uh, so last week oh right officially well I've, this is the official tour it started yeah. I did one in Manchester I've done one so last month and I've done one in Windsor and two in Bristol Brilliant. I'm going to I think the main there are little ones this week so um, they'll probably sell out the fair in Morfarnham I always forget which one it is check the website for details and uh, Older Shop and Milton Keynes which is already sold out but I think I'm going back there later in the tour and then I'm doing the Soho Theatre the week after how long for? five days and are you doing it again at the other end? I'm doing it at the Bloomsbury at the other end oh the Bloomsbury at the other end uh, and it's quite late at the Soho Theatre, so you know if you don't like staying up late, don't come to that one. Second sitting. And also, it won't we won't be the full tour show because I won't have time to do it. So I'll do a sort of seventy-five minute version rather than the, the hour and a half version. Right. So if you want to see the hour and a half version, come to the Bloomsbury Theatre. Well, and uh, Richard Herring's objective starts on Tuesday at six thirty <laughs> p.m. That's you know you can listen to that for free if you've got a radio. Yeah, and you have to, otherwise you won't be asked to do it again. They, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, Edinburgh show. It was the only one of your Edinburgh shows since 2001 that I haven't seen. 
Yeah, I saw Christ on a Bike four times, twice yeah. in both comings. I think that that makes me a better fan of yours than anyone listening to this. Oh, I'd no. be surprised if anyone out there saw both twice. Mm, I think there'll be some. Well, it's a challenge. Uh, it's a challenge. I'd like email to, in I'd if like you have done that. You. Did you watch the first one twice in two different places? Doesn't yeah. count like watching it twice in Edinburgh. Okay. You need to have seen it in Edinburgh and then one other place. And also, well, this would be obvious, paid for them because I paid for both those. And then, of course, in the second one, I didn't pay because by then, uh, Richard considered me a colleague. And so I saw the second one also in Edinburgh. I made you pay for also the one in, in Leicester, the Leicester Square Theatre. Did I pay for that? I can't remember. No. <laughs> the I one where you were in the show. Yeah, that would, yeah, I'd be fair That would have been funny if I made you pay. Uh, so anyway, so that's I, that. That's that out the way. Oops. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Liz Jones says women are spunk stealers. When uh, somebody said that, I mean, I know that when she was growing up, she was uh, either anorexic or bulimic or both, and she's written about having had mental health problems because I said something on Twitter about her, do you uh, do you become mad when you become a columnist for the Daily Mail or do you start out mad and then get higher? There you had your answer. And because it seems that Daily Mail columnists are kind of required occasionally to just go a bit nuts. Uh, whether it's Jan Moyer or whoever else it is and that's what they want and but somebody said you shouldn't say that she's mad because she has written about mental health uh, issues so it's offensive to say she's mad and I was thinking well actually it might be if you technically but if she's in the public domain saying that she uh, stole spunk from her boyfriend is it mad? and her husband is it mad? And or do all women do it? well I can't imagine that any other woman does it I can imagine other women do it <laughs> she I'd imagine some saying, other women do it. She's the woman who dares speak the truth. That's All what they want women, you to think. they're like little spunk foxes. They're out by the bins. They're trying, just the trying to find, trying to find condoms or a spunk to stick up their selves like vaginal froobs. That's I what was, I called them on yeah, my blog no, today. I'm glad you did that. Vaginal froobs. I'm very proud of that. I think I, I've been in a situation. I had one odd situation. What is a froob? It's, uh, you need to know what that is. Well, I don't. So it's like a little, enlighten me. It's a little thing full of yogurt that you have to oh, s- suck out. Yeah, you, can, you can nip with it as well if you like. That sounds good. Um, but uh, uh, I think I have one odd occasion. How's it, how, in my mouth, is it the thing that you suck it out? You suck it you out. You can eat that as well. Yeah. No, you know, it's is like it a little tube. So it's like oh. it's a brilliant metaphor because like a condom would be like a spunk froob. You'd have to suck it up. You right. somehow have to suck it. It'd be very difficult. A condoms contain spermicide, which admittedly don't kill every single sperm in there, but they, they're not going to help. Exactly, they did. Eh? Uh, and uh, a condom is not a hundred percent effective. No, it's not. It's anyway, only you, effective. So uh, you know, and, tell uh, that to the Pope. Uh, but also, you know, the sperm will. Yeah, it's got to go. It's got the reason. There's this. Desert, you know, you've got to shoot. Got to go quite a long you've way got to shoot up there. You've yeah. got to get a turkey baster yeah. to stick it up yeah. there. So you're going to have a turkey baster in your bathroom. It's all very foolish. But she I might. Have, what I was I mean, say she didn't go into that much detail. I had one. I had one occasion. You know, I think this. You've got to Not be. You've got to be something. careful. No, where you sort of think. I had. I. You know, I've had a long and varied sexual yes, career. All happened and before. Um, you were happily. Uh, and I've met some. Uh, I've met some. Saying that makes it sound like it didn't, but it. No, didn't. it doesn't. It uh, makes it sound like it did. <laughs> That's exactly what sounded like it did. Uh, and you know, I. I, I had know, a few, had a few one night stands with young ladies. Fleeting romance. Yeah. That's what Hugh Grant was saying. Uh, fleeting romance. And I would, on most of the occasions, use a condom. Good. Well done. Because of disease and pregnancy. Yeah. But I had, one, I had one occasion where uh, a woman offered to take it into the hotel bathroom and dispose of it for me, which I thought was an odd. That made me slightly unsettled. It was this someone I'm, that you it's had... someone very polite, probably, or was someone... That, just doesn't know any details. Was this somebody who you had only just met, so you didn't no, know No, it was someone well. I knew a little okay, bit, well, but I was, I was... That's not so bad, then. Not so bad, but it was like... Oh. I remember thinking at the time, that's a bit odd. So now I'm thinking, was she in there... 
you know, frubing away. Was she trying to right. suck it up out of little vaginal frub going on there? And luckily, what? Uh, so you think maybe there's a little little there might be a little head running around. How old was that? Um, By age, I'm not going to tell you that. that well, was, roughly, sort of eight years old or something like that. Oh, it's eight roughly. or nine years ago. I think. Wow. So that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, do you know where she is? Have you got her email address? <laughs> Ask her. You can't give her name out here. But so I say, ask. I was just wondering, when you took that condom yeah. into did the bathroom, did you stick it up your fanny? And did the spermicides fail to work? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, no, but you know, I think once you start thinking about it, the truth is, in nature, right, maybe Liz Jones is telling the truth. Let's just, so let's right. just, let's just, I don't think this for I don't think this for a second. Husband. Yeah, but I think there are plenty of people, I think she's definitely right that plenty of people nature you know it, often i think you know that needs a little kick so they won't usually go and use condoms but they might forget to take their pill in or, nature there or, are no or not so, take their pill there are no condoms or whatever so some people will you know will some people and some men as well as women will deliberately you know be deceitful to their part the idea that everyone is like you know I, I made a comment in the fact that you know that men at least are always very honorable and honest about when they're having sex with women so there's a there's a there's a level of deceit in nature yeah. i'm only taking devil's advocate position yeah but in nature uh, men are meant to try and have sex with as many women as possible to yeah. spread their seed as far yeah. as they can women are meant to get a man to settle down with them and then have sex with as many men as possible behind that man's back that is our essential nature some we've some, risen some above. animals are different to that we've risen above that's something i'm talking about human the human oh, animal and um, within within our sperm there are sperm that are designed to attack uh, enemy sperm yeah. from other men uh, because uh, that because we are uh, not we're a polygamous animal yeah. uh, and we have we've instituted society and civilization on top of a lot of this which I think in a lot of ways is a good thing I think most I think people always is good I think most people do not behave in that animalistic way no. but that's our nature so if, if Ryan Giggs goes off and has sex with loads of women we shouldn't be chastising we should be going well that's what you're supposed to do you're a bit of a dick but you know we should be congratulating the people like my mum and dad who met when they're 13 and have never been out with anyone else as far yeah. as I know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think there, there's, a, there's an element of duplicity and within every relationship and you want to kind of believe that that's not the case but there's, you know, you're the king of that's duplicity. You should know about that more than yeah, anyone. A professional duplicity though. Yeah. Not personal. Well, who knows? Who knows what you've done with your time? What, with you? No, with women and stuff. You know, oh. who, who knows what and who knows where you've been putting it well, you know, um, eight years ago, yeah, I did have sex with a bearded man and take his condom into the toilet. I kind of well, but there might be men who go around and put their sperm into sleeping women like that. Well, then Why would they do that though? To have children, yeah, but they because it's in our because you know, but you would get away with it if they didn't know that that you'd done it, unless they had a DNA test and could find you. I think you could go around with your sperm, put it in there. Of course, you could. While they're sleeping, you physically could can inject it into their uh, uterus. Yeah, but most relationships are based on discussion. And they aren't. They're based on lies. All relationships are based on is lies. This is your show. You're doing your show. No, but I just think oh. I, in my show I do say that you know I always believe that relationships should be honest and you should tell each other yeah, the but truth. In which case, Liz but Jones, in reality, that's not true. That never. You can never. You, you can, can have never, an ideal. Though. You can't. You have to I lie about everything. You have to lie about everything yeah, in a relationship. You can't even tell the truth ago. about anything. All right. You can't even. But, there's nothing. You have to lie about even like benign stuff. Do you want a cup of tea? Yeah. You have to lie. So this is because what you're you saying. Say, say, this no, is what you you're want, saying you when say, you're writing your show and you're still saying yeah. it. Haven't you got it out of your system? No, but it's. I'm just saying that we like to imagine that we're all kind of honourable and amazing and maybe Liz Jones is telling the truth, the underside that we're just animals trying to get both 
get each other pregnant as much as we can in different ways. We're duplicitous and we're liars. We like to think a lot of things. We like to think that the animals whose flesh we eat were killed in a nice way and had nice lives. I, don't, I, like, to, I like to think they died yeah, well, that's in pain. Yeah. Um, but um, we're talking about Liz Jones. Liz Jones, if she is telling the truth, I mean, God, she certainly presents it as the truth, then she did it to a boyfriend that she was with who didn't want to have children. So she did it yeah, to but he was secretly. Stupid. He had a younger boyfriend. He was 37 years yeah. old. What was he thinking? And he got married. What's he thinks going to well, happen? Also, it didn't work anyway. No. She didn't have well, any children. She's there's sperm in there. Yeah. Well, anyway. So it didn't just, work twice. twice don't marry someone. It. If you want to have kids and they don't, don't marry them. You yeah, fucking I think, idiot. I think they're absolutely correct to say that. Why don't people talk to each other? Yeah. Well, she Why don't they just wasn't. be honest, Andrew? That's what I say. She was Every too busy. Every relationship should be honest. People should be honest all the time. She was too busy writing up her columns to actually talk to anyone by the sounds of it. She got famous for having writing columns about a horrible husband that she didn't like anymore. And then he got famous because she was his husband. It's a funny little world. I remember that I'd written... You've got to be careful with your spunk. Just that's all I'm saying. And your eggs, if you're a lady. What I would do, what I do, every time you've had sex, you've got to get every single gamete yep. and stamp on it or yeah. or spoil it in some way. And then say, I... die, my unborn child, die. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're a lady, you can pluck out your own eggs with some tweezers. Can you? Yeah. yeah. And uh, long tweezers. Or you could not have any kind of sexual contact whatsoever. Yeah, and not have not anyone in your house. Just lock them out. Even then, someone could sneak in, in overnight. There's always some, that possibility. But have some good sex security comment. in your house. Have some good security in your house. Because, you know, you just wake up. Everyone's trying to impregnate everyone all the time. And the only way to be sure is to keep can't check and count. You need a microscope in your, <laughs> in your bedroom. And you can check and count... Count them all in, count them all out. That's like in have the, you ever in looked the at, um, uh, um, human gametes under a microscope? Yes, I have. I've looked at yours. I haven't. I'd be interested <laughs> to see it. I, when I was little, I saw a threat. When I was about three I years old, blood under a I saw. When I was three years old, I saw a program about sexual reproduction on the Open University of Weather. Yeah, three or four. And then what were you doing I remember. That time? Well, it was in the daytime. It was Open University or something. Oh, and I remember I saying I to my mum. And I'm explaining how babies are made, and then little tadpoles really? fly, swim in, and then they go into the lady. So um, I don't remember anything like happening. So I was I've three. seen those tadpoles. That's yeah. the little tadpoles, aren't they? I've seen that the tadpoles as a kid, and I remember um, Jeremy Scoyles at school, middle school, saying that uh, if you touch a lady's bosoms, it makes your willy go big. And that's I, right. He was right. And I that. thought, wow, that sounds absolutely bizarre, absolutely and correct. slightly terrifying. But uh, that was a, obviously a helpful stage along the way to understanding. He's still going to uh, read things while we're, while yeah, we're talking. Why not? <laughs> when you're talking, not when I'm talking. Yeah, of course not. Last night I had to do this first direct dialogue festival with Josie Long. Yeah. That's... And we were made to do, they said, and I knew this wouldn't work, but I said I'd do it anyway. Is this, uh, was this... Because uh... remember, we did a tweeted podcast. Oh, my remember God. Remember how yeah. that went? Yeah, really well. So I went into meet them. They said, what do you want to do? Two comedians up there on stage. But at least we were talking both got at a, the same time. Both got a computer. We want you to talk. We want you to tweet with each other. The audience can interact. It'd be amazing. I said, um, well, A, can we set up different names? Because otherwise it'll really fuck people off at yeah. home because I've experienced this. Yeah. And B, uh, it won't work at all because I've done it with Andrew Collins. <laughs> yeah. And C, make sure that obviously everyone can see what we're tweeting. And, and when we got there, they hadn't worked out a way to get our tweets up on the screen. So even, the people, even the people in the audience couldn't see the tweets. They were really tiny. I could barely see them. Brilliant. They managed to put up uh, Echo Fon, light, yeah. that I've got there. Uh, and... Um, uh, and then you know, I was taught, and they put Josie right at the other end of the stage. They were going to put a, a partition up between us so we couldn't see each other. And I said, "What's the point of that? <laughs> why? Why well, so do you, you want to do that? So we can't see each other." Fingers. I said, "We're well, meant to be talking with each other." And then they said, "Oh, but you won't be able to see each other's tweets." 
I said, this isn't going to be a very good tweet conversation if we don't see each other's tweets. So they really haven't thought it through. No, uh, and then it's very difficult, it's very difficult to um, talk and tweet at the same time, hmm. which is why I, when you're talking, I do when my business. Tweet. That's what <laughs> yeah, I do. I know. Because I don't want to do it. So I decided, I did tell people, you know, on Twitter, they could follow us and follow the conversation. But in the end, I really barely tweeted anything. Uh, and uh, Josie was trying to tweet jokes for the audience but the audience couldn't see them so we just had a conversation about Twitter so instead. The, the people who organised this have they ever organised a comedy gig before? no I don't think so right okay so we'll have I could have, have told to when I, saw, slack. I could have said no I'm not going to do that I don't think it'd work yeah. but you know they were paying me so I, I did it fair enough you know you do anything they, do, they did yeah. what they wanted You're to do a private dancer and, uh, and so uh, you know I've got to do it I don't know they've paid me I've got to do what they want to do and uh, you already mentioned the name of the company yes when you mentioned it there Is, do you have to mention it again or are you alright to just move on from mentioning the sponsors just saying that's what the, who sponsored it and yeah. I say anything good or bad about them but are they not uh, a bank yeah are they not then bankers well, does that make them automatically well, bad? Well, I don't people? know. I'm asking uh, those who have uh, a very uh, well. I would ask extreme. Uh, I would ask view. the uh, all about Robert Ince, Josie Long. That's what I mean. Yeah. They're the people you should be asking about. I, it. I don't them. care. I'm happy to take some of the bank's money off of yeah. them. They've been taken up. Hey, they've Take been taken up of mine. Hey, you know, I'm, right, I'm not with them. No. Not with First Direct, yeah. and I never will be. Uh, but. Uh, well, yeah, it was all right. I really didn't want all the other but, you know, things get sponsored by the. You often don't know when you do. You agree to do something. I did one a few years ago that was like the Holland Park Festival, comedy festival, and I got there and it was called the Pims Summerfest. And no one had told me that. <laughs> yeah, and there was Pims everywhere and everyone was drinking Pims. That's nice, That's nice, yeah. yeah it's good. I Luckily, I like Pims. So, you know, I don't do adverts and I wouldn't want. As long as I don't have to say, yeah. this is good, I'll do it on here. If someone sends some stuff and they're in small business, I'll say it is good. I'll lie and say it is good. Well, the other... But I don't want to. I wouldn't. As long as I don't have to go on and say First Director good or bad or anything, I just said, you know, this is sponsored by First Director. If you go on ITV, your programme is sponsored by all the advertisers, well, isn't it? Of course, it? And, and in fact, if you go on to uh, the British Comedy Guide, there's some adverts on there. Are there? there? I believe there are. Well, let's British, leave the fucking British, British Comedy Guide. Films, I think. If you, um, really? No, British I don't think so. No, I think it's probably an advert for a DVD, is my guess. Mm. It's probably entirely benign. But, you know, you can't stop uh, the March of Progress. The other day, you can because we were talking about Liz Jones. By St. Paul's Cathedral. Liz Jones was the big uh, talking point, and I said two two years ago I was uh, asked to write a personal column for the Mail on Sunday, which I did, and they didn't use it. And then they asked me to write another one. I wrote another one, didn't use that either. So I talked about how you've had your spunk failed. stolen. Well, yeah, in two thousand and nine. I'm going to write one about how I had my spunk stolen for them. Then they'll. You'll have to name in. the person, though. Yeah, that's all right. I'm happy to do that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Will she be happy? No, she'll be furious. She probably didn't even steal it. She was probably just being polite. Odd, it's it? an incredibly polite thing to do. It's a bit odd. A very polite thing to I do. Think not necessarily. I think once you've ejaculated in your condom, that condom becomes your responsibility. It's absolutely your responsibility. And I yeah. don't think the other person should have anything to do. A, just to no. make sure there's no suggestion of sperm stealing going on. No. They might just say, you know, it might not be to impregnate, they might just be eating a bit of it. Yeah, they, they love don't it. need to. They, they need to do be, that, yeah, but not afterwards. Not after it's been in they the might in like, service. They might it. like condom flavoured spunk. So they're just in there lapping it up in the toilet. Mm, 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 is that in some way well there you know that's, I think that is wrong for them to do it once you've ejaculated the condom that is your property you must dispose of it not uh, property so much as responsibility well and yeah. property it's your condom it's your semen yeah. your might semantic be there. Might be their condom. it's semantic uh, well it might be their condom I would always as a gentleman I would always provide the condom <laughs> you can't trust them to use a real well that's because the woman will have pricked holes in it because they're, they're, they're just spunk foxes I've told yeah. you 
Yeah. I've told you what they are. That is all of them. Flume, and if you're flubes. a woman, is it called flubes? Flubes. Yeah. If you're a woman and you're not a spunk fox, email in. But I think you'll find no yeah. one will email in because they're all no. Seriously, I will put a private detective on you if you say that, and we'll find out the truth. That and, is. If, and email in if you saw uh, the second coming, first coming, and the second coming twice each in two different venues. That's what I'm. That's what I need. And uh, th- anyway, when I mentioned that, I did two columns which were rejected by the Mail on Sunday. Somebody asked me. Um, Mm, I love this condom flavoured smunk. They said, oh, mm. I'm surprised that you would uh, consider working for the Mail on Sunday. Yeah, I am surprised. Why? <laughs> well, I'm not surprised by anything you do now. I know yeah. that you'll just do anything. For money. For money, yeah. just for fame. As opposed to your well, career. Uh, just as you did uh, that gig last night for money. We I, all didn't, were... I didn't hurt anyone by doing it. I didn't hurt anyone by doing what I did. <laughs> you have to remember Richard Herring. You are the alpha male in this relationship. Well, clearly not. Well, you still are, aren't you? Clearly not. I think you are. Clearly not. I've had my spunk stolen from me. Yeah, well, that, a condom. I, you know, I obviously it's a metaphorical condom. <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, I, I feel that uh, I've given too much to you over the years. <laughs> I've listened to everything you've done. Fucking I've read, every, that's fucking I've read rubbish. every word that you've Yeah, read. you don't have to do that. I'm not interested in what you don't know. Not well, interested in your opinion about anything. But I'm a great fan of your work. Yeah, well, Joe, you should be. <laughs> I'm very good at what I do. You're pretty good, yeah, you are pretty I'm good. I'm fucking excellent. You should have seen me last night. I was excellent last pretty night. Pretty consistent. I managed to make... Very hard I managed working. to make tweeting in front of a live audience entertaining for the people in the room. Yes, yeah, so that's pretty good. And though. then I, I made sure I did a good 40 minutes of stand-up to reward them, and I did work very hard, and it was good. I'm sure you were. And if anyone disagrees with that, who was there, come and have a go. Um... It was an interesting thing to happen. What else has been going on then, Andrew? Um, Arab Spring, I can't remember if that had happened before or since we last podcasted. Had the Arab Spring started? It had, hadn't it? Because yeah, Livia was, was spring was well going Spring is the clue there. So Livia has finished yeah. to a degree. Um, did you agree with uh, the snuff pictures and footage that went out on the news when, when he was found in a pipe? Um, it was odd to put it Old on the front Gaddafi. page of the newspaper. I found it uh, disturbing and unnecessary because, yes, it was a news event and one that was uh, newsworthy, but I'm not sure I wanted to see a man just before he died all beaten up and bloody on the front page of the newspapers. I haven't got kids, but if you had kids, they could go and have a little look at that. Couldn't yeah. they go in the news agents in the garage? I think that, you know... They need to case. learn, though, don't they? They need to learn that well, your face could be beaten up. As a parent, you can decide when uh, they need to learn. Okay. Do you not agree? Well, you know, you can live your whole life worrying about what children think. Yeah, well, aren't you? What if uh, I'm looking at some porn on my computer and then they come in and look at that? Well, exactly. But yeah. it's up to you to uh, to shut the computer or keep the door locked. But yeah. if the thing's out in the garage or a newsagent, you can't go in there and check before you go into a newsagent. What news if I'm looking at some porn on my iPhone in a garage? Yeah. And then a child comes in. You're saying I have to stop masturbating. I am they, saying they won't. And I can't go, hey, look at this. Yeah, but that's only in one garage. Okay. These papers are in every garage okay. and every newsagent. You're, you're, an, you're an individual case. You're an isolated case. I think it's odd. And I did a show about page three on, uh, for Rich Herring's Objective, which yeah, I was very interested about. But it's kind of... Cause because I am, a, I am a great fan of your work. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so you should be. But, you know, that's become an acceptable thing that actually you take... It's been there for 40 years. You take it for granted that page three is there yeah. and most people. Yeah. And that just, oh, that's just a thing that happens. But when you actually think about it, it's a very, very odd thing to see. It's yeah. just odd. I mean, it's not, whether you think it's right or wrong, it's just odd that someone... What are we going to do is put a picture of a girl with a top off in a newspaper. It's not news, I wouldn't say. 
so that's odd. And so decoration. People did complain at the time about it, but it obviously went ahead, and people have complained subsequently and still carried yeah, on. But the people who complain, if you don't, if you allow these things to happen, then they'll just carry on and they'll get worse and worse. So the I people think who complain are always represented as killjoy kind of feminist killjoys. That is how they're always uh, represented, as if it's you know it's a bit of fun. Well, you know, you know compared to Gaddafi, most feminist are killjoys, though, and they are stopping the fun of you know men having well doing what they want. That's are, killing joy. Yeah, that's true. A certain kind of joy. You have I to suppose. be treat people with equal. What's that about? I know. But what next, but Gaddafi's on the front page. At least they have the common decency to put the uh, put the bosoms on the page inside. Yeah, because it's very hard. Well, I, I argued in the objective. I'm sure you that did. Today's children. That is a security enough because they don't yeah, know how to turn the page. page. It's a very fine so observation. I feel I've probably seen that objective because it was based on uh, a series of blogs that you wrote. Well, and I, I look forward to. Uh, I talked to Lucy Pinder. I know Lucy Pinder. Very how nice. weird to very, see a uh, nice young lady uh, and very te- intelligent. I was only interested in her mind. I know, and you won twenty quid. I did. By not looking at her bosoms. I did. Yeah, but she presumably wanted you to look at them, didn't she? No. Well, because they are they are. I've seen them online. Yeah, but that's the weird I'd thing. I've seen them online. There's is a bookmark with them on. If you want to buy a bookmark, a bookmark. There's a bookmark. I know that was a very funny thing. Did you get that in the show? Yeah, good. I asked they, her about um, the bookmarks. She didn't know anything about them. To be honest, she doesn't really know about what the merchandise is. I think a Lucy Pinder bookmark will have. I don't, I can't believe anyone has bought those. No, that have a very limited audience. But she was very, she was a very good spokesperson no, because I'd had Claire Short on, and Claire was very good as well, and very yeah. nice to meet her. But she, uh, she's a feminist killjoy. Isn't she? she is. Well, I do, I do, I do if I could joke it. I don't know if it'll still be in. Don't say it in case it is. Don't okay. preempt. It's two or three weeks where people forget. I can see the chimneys outside. Yeah, nice. Not is. as good as seeing the lady with the, the changing fashions. Oh, the that window. Yeah, yeah, you can't see out there. Anymore. We're looking in a different direction now. Yeah. This is alright, isn't it? Could bang your head on here, that's my only worry. Well, I'm going to set up real, I'll be alright. Have you cleared the cupboard out? No, I've tidied it up and put stuff in there. Getting very, very tidy in here now. Ben Goldacre, I saw. I can't believe you're not more impressed with it. You haven't even noticed what's going on. There's still a little bit of work to do to make it perfect. Yeah, but it's pretty damn good. Definitely getting there. Yeah. Do you need me to lift anything while I'm here? Well, you can can lift (laughs) loads of programmes up the stairs if you want. Now I've taken all those boxes there, I've lifted them up the stairs, three flights of stairs. They're heavy, I've hurt my back. Hey, can I ask you uh, what you think about this? Yeah. Um, Wuthering Heights, the new film version of Emily Bronte's classic novel, which I've never Based read. Based on the I've Kate Bush song, yeah. on the telly and I've seen the song. This is by Andrea Arnold, who made Fish Tank. Did you see Fish Tank? I've seen a Fish Tank. Yeah, Red Road, did you see that? No. Have you seen a, you've seen a Red Road? Anyway, she made those two films. They were kind of urban, contemporary urban, kind of indie, British indie movies. Very good. Widely uh, lauded. This is her first kind of literary adaptation and period drama. Anyway, it's beautifully shot. Very interesting. She has a young, unknown, largely untrained cast. Kind of, uh, the camera's kind of down there in the undergrowth. It's very elemental. It's a very clever, not entirely successful, but very bold statement. Artistic statement. However, and I understand this is in the book. Uh, in the film, and this is not a spoiler because it's not part of the plot as such, uh, dogs, twice, uh, dogs are hung by their collars onto gateposts, right? right. Uh, and in the book, it was to kill them. It's to hang them to kill them. But obviously in the film, they don't show that, but that's the implication. But it seems to me, and it can't be because they wouldn't let them do it, that the dogs are actually real and they are really, even only for a few seconds, hung by their collars on a gatepost because they're wriggling around. And it is for a few seconds and then it cuts to another thing. 
I found it incredibly uncomfortable to watch because even for a few seconds I felt that those dogs looked like they were in some they're kind actors. of distress. Yeah, but they, they are acting dogs. But they, they know, they are, know what they do. They are didn't ask to be actors. They're probably it's like animatronics. Kind of well, I, they, I didn't think. I mean, I hope they were. They right? probably out cartoons. They didn't look like they were. Well, I, I didn't look like they were cartoons. Well, they can do anything with cartoons. Yeah, but usually I just you can watched, tell. No, I watched Gnomeo and Juliet this morning. It's Gnomeo like and Juliet. Like gnomes have come alive. Oh, I wasn't yeah. worried. And then the night of gnome got smashed to pieces. Yeah. I thought I wasn't upset because you know because it's made of pixels. Because it wasn't a real gnome. No, it'd been it, a real gnome. This I'd was a live very action upset. movie, and it looked like a live action dog. Did it come up at the end and say no animals were harmed? I, didn't, I don't think you can even get a BBFC certificate if you harm them. Stop being a fucking idiot then. No, but it, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, Rich. It's, I didn't like seeing it. Even Best. if it was done with special effects, I didn't like it. What about when human beings get shot yeah, in the face? They choose. What about the human centipede and they put all those people together yeah, but they're actors. and they've made their, they their shitting in someone's mouth yeah, and you're right. not upset about so that I'm not you're that. upset about a dog on a gatepost I'm not Grow seeing up. that I'm not seeing human centipede no white no, what about human not. centipede too are you going to no, watch that, that? that's you black need and white to, seen black and white you need to so watch it, it for the Radio so Times don't you no I don't because I'm never going to make it film of the day and if I do I'll have to have a massive picture of Julie Walters above it to cheer people up because it would be so awful no but yeah what I'm worried about is the older I get the more pathetic I get in terms right, of animals uh, and people care about yeah. human beings first, but also don't care yeah, that much about humans because there are way too many fucking humans right? yeah I agree way there's too 7 many. billion humans no, now I can't believe that and it's so selfish the people who've had more than one baby or, eight, or, 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 or more than two. no babies well I agree with that as well but it's selfish because there's too there's too many people that you should have minus one baby I think you should only be allowed to have a baby now if you kill someone else no I think that's fair because there's might... too many people so if you go out you murder them you get a certificate and it's got to be someone under 30 why? Because you uh, could just go and wait around until someone like Jimmy Savile's nearly you know, dead. I don't then mind get, that. Then sm- no, it that doesn't count. Takes a person out, it doesn't because they're just about to die. If you go to the hospital and go, who's about to die, and then kill them two seconds early, that's not going to save enough time. It needs you need to take out someone who's going to be taking up some space. Ideally, then another baby, because then it will be literally the amount of space that you. Well, then, I, ideally, I would say yeah. That's one case where I'd yeah. say ideally someone would one murder case. a baby. <laughs> ideally, yeah. kill a baby, and also babies are stupid and don't. Not, they're just, not losing any why don't we if they just die. Stop having them completely, and just let well, everyone cause die. Because it, it, then, by my system, the people who are brave enough to kill people get to have a baby. That's fine. So that's natural selection. So yeah, but if you, you know, then so you've, you've earned, earned, earned right. it. Yeah. And then we'll breed a human race and more, who won't care about fucking dogs, ten dogs on goat gateposts, because they'll all be murderers. Then we within a few generations, the murderer gene will will come through won't it which will help keep the numbers down yeah also like once you've killed up the once you've killed it? someone then that's you know that's you've overcome that you've you blooded yourself you don't, well you don't need to kill anyone yeah. else you've, your curiosity is sated I think there'll be less murder on overall because people go well I've killed someone now so why yeah, I killed a, I killed a daddy longlegs when I was a kid yeah. I tortured and killed a daddy longlegs in fact yeah. I tortured yeah, and actually let the daddy longlegs yeah. go how can to... you complain about dogs and thing when you've killed a daddy, daddy yeah, longlegs so I'm trying to atone for my sin well you can't so you can't, now you can't speak. Once you've done one thing, I, I you're not bit, allowed put, to do any other thing. Put, that is that's what true. I've yeah, no, I agree with that. The absolutist way of looking at life is the only. Once you've complained it. about a thing, you must now you can you must be complaining. It's true, about I've it. lost the moral high ground by yeah. admitting that thing that I did, and I've. But you know, I was experimenting <laughs> when you were a kid. You got to experiment. I killed you? loads of things. I'm killing this. I've got loads of little moths in my house at the moment. I don't know where they're coming from. They're Where not, are they? I well, they're only, they're not like loads. They, they're a few is up that here. one or is that a chip? No, that's a chip in the ceiling or something. Okay. But they kind of go on your, you know, I've got some jumpers and they'll go on your jumper. So they eat you, it. 
I think they must be having that's a little the, nibble. That's the kind of um, um, cliche about moths, because that's what mothballs But I don't know where they are. There aren't a load of them. It's well, like, if you it's know where like they are, nest. then how do you know? Well, there? I don't know where they're coming from, you know. I don't know where the little... There must be a little nest of them somewhere. I'll tell you what you need to do when you see one. Is follow, follow it. No, because they come up... following it. They leave their home, and then they come here. Yeah, they, they like going in liquid. If you go to the toilet, there's usually a few in the toilet that fall into the toilet. Yeah, oh, if, you leave, if you leave some juice out, you know, a little bit of ribena or something, they'll go in there. I don't know what they are. I don't know how you get rid of them. Don't know where they are. Any advice on that? Yeah, uh, at gmail dot com. Yeah, get in touch. Um, but you really need to follow them. I watched uh, a program which I didn't like called The Body Farm, which is a spin-off of Waking the Dead. Right, you can check your email now while I talk. Has it got uh, uh, and Keith in Allen it, in, in it? it? It is. Yeah. What would it take for you to flake the actor Keith Allen? I can't. I can't answer that. I'm on a podcast with you, so you have to ask me that. I do, I've just <laughs> asked you. you asked everybody else. Uh, there is no money in the world. Well, not money. What thing well, there is you no, in response? There is no... What um, if no dogs would ever be hung from gateposts again? Uh, yeah, Guaranteed. I, would couldn't, you I wouldn't believe the paperwork. No, that would be... That I would be, doubt the veracity that of the would paperwork. Be, that, that would just be made to happen yeah, by magic. Ever again? Yeah. You can't. No I'm dog not, would not ever... Even be no sick. animal would ever be badly treated again if you well, just filleted Keith Allen once. That would just magic. That would that would test my. A fairy resolve. would appear. That would test well, that's my that's what, so that's what you're saying. Yeah, no, you're, there is about. something you do. No, because I, I did. What if you know your your mum and dad were being tortured to death? Yeah, I know you've been. And down then the they said, they said, Mrs. Collins is going. Please, Andrew, help me. <laughs> All you have to do is fillet Keith Allen. I don't mind if you do it. I can't remember what your answer to the question was. I haven't been asked it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I need to answer. Nothing is my answer. Well, nothing. Well, that's why I not said, but you pleasure. doubted my. Uh, I know there's nothing. I don't, there's nothing I want in the world. I well, think the world's all fine as it is. I think the world's. Um, um, going there's to nothing hell. wrong with the world. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, the and body farm. farm. Keith Allen. Yeah, he was in that. He was actually all right in it. Only watched one episode. He's a very he, good actor. He might have been terrible in the other, but he was all right in the first one. Quite subtle. Quite quiet. Um, but in it, they have some tetsy flies. Right. This yeah. is the the kind of forensic weird kind of forensic team. I couldn't be getting into it. And they had little tetsy flies, and they wanted to find out where the blood was in the house. So they made them hungry. Yeah. They didn't give them any food for a couple of days. Then they were asked, you worried about the tetsy fly actors? They were clearly animated. You can bloody tell they were really badly drawn on afterwards. Anyway, they opened it up, and then he watched the flies and followed them around the house. This horrible derelict old house where the crime scene had been. And eventually, he followed, literally followed them around the house. That's what I think you should do with the moss. And then he went into this horrible old bathroom, and they were all congregating around the plug hole of the bath. And they all went down it. And he went, I think I've found some blood. Maybe they're And then they the got then. Do you know what they holes. did next? They what? got they got them back in the jar. They didn't show that bit. I don't know how they did that. They got them back in the jar. I yeah. honestly don't know how he got them back in. I know how he got them out. He just lifted the top <laughs> off. But even when he found them, the homing there, he got them all back in. But they cut to the next scene where he went back to the lab and he emptied them out. I don't know. He must have killed them. He emptied them out into a pestle of mortar and squashed them up and mm. then put the the bits and that's how they got the DNA of the blood. But how did he get them back in the jar? It was like that big, like a tiny, like a pill Put box. some blood in the jar. But he had some really nice blood down the blood hole. Mm, I don't hard know. to know. Anyway, um, I found, I think... Did he put a plastic bag hole. over the top of the plug hole so when they flew out, because they couldn't stay down the plug forever... They could keep going there. They need no, to come they out, couldn't. Don't they? They'd be all water down there. It's an old bath. It's like an old bath in an old derelict house. I'm worried about... What if I find the moths, I open the door where the moths are in, yeah. and then they all come at me all at once. That'd yeah, be more be scary it. than just a few around. They're very stupid and lethargic. Yeah, but then they go after. I just punch them and they die. They go after light, don't they? No, they don't. They go after wool. These these ones. They're not interested in light. They're little tiny things. They're not like big, beautiful right. moths. They're like little <laughs> tiny, moths. annoying little so they're brown baby moths. moths. No, they're just little. They're all little. Don't they, baby? I think you need to get um, the annoying pest pest man man. 
Well, that seems a lot to ask. For they love it though. I, I once had uh, to get a pest man around years ago in an old house that I lived in with uh, to get a wasp's nest out of the out of the attic. Oh yeah, I had that. he was like Ghostbusters. He had this big thing on and a big suit. He really fancied himself and uh, gave me a massive uh, lecture on the life cycle of the wasp. Then went up into the loft, did something, and came down and said, "I don't think you have any more trouble there." And I think uh, we've talked about this before in a previous podcast yeah, because when I possible. lived at 32 Hereford Road in Acton go and see it if you want to there's a plaque by it where I used to live there with Stuart Lee Andy Parsons lived there from Mock the Week as well really? um, Andy Mackay the professor from Time Don't Please lived there as well I'm going to sneeze in a second I'm going to try and carry on Keep going. Uh, we had a wasp nest in our attic Looking to the light and Mr Chowdhury our landlord just came round and uh, got a plastic bag and his brother and they <laughs> <laughs> and some and some wasp spray, and they took it out themselves. And I wow. watched; it was pretty they incredible. Have, they didn't have gloves or anything. I, I think they were wearing plastic bags around their hands. Wow, that's they, had a, they just put a plastic bag around the whole nest, and they kind of sprayed it with stuff, and mm. then knocked it off. <laughs> it's bold, that's it bold. was. They saved some money now, Mr. Chowdhury. Hey, good old landlord. He wasn't in the stupid. Good old days. So they still had those kind of landlords. No, no. I had one in the eighties, and there was water pouring through the ceiling because the tank had burst in the cold weather. It had come through the ceiling of the flat above. And they'd gone away, and the ceiling had fallen onto their double bed where they would have been sleeping overnight, but they were away, so luckily it didn't kill them. And then our flat underneath, the water was coming through into our flat. So we got the landlord round, and he came, and the water was just pouring through everywhere. And he went up into the attic and said, oh, he hadn't got a torch, not clever enough to bring a torch. And it was dark, because of course the electricity, uh, the lights weren't on. And so he got a, a standard lamp, like a table lamp. Mm-hmm. And he and he plugged it in where where the water was pouring down, <laughs> and and got us to hold it while he climbed up the ladder. Oh, and he didn't die. Those were the good old days. They were the good old days. And I used to get rent rebate as well. Didn't that's shocking, isn't it? I was a student, and we got we got housing rebate. Oh yeah, for living in a house these yeah, days they just get kicked in the arse. For go living. back and live in the nineteen eighties. That's what I say to today's students. If you don't like today, go yeah. and live in the nineteen eighties. I wouldn't, couldn't be bothered. To so anyway, we got through the first one. Might be all right. Might be able to carry on I doing them. I think it's as it was. Yeah. There's something changed, isn't there? The listeners at home can tell the difference. Well, leave, it leave, leave it to them to decide. There's something not quite right. Ah, but um, yeah, I think it would have been. Uh, I think it was. It'll probably improve if we do it again. Yeah, we'll see. Depends, yeah, depends how busy we are next week. Yeah, I'm pretty busy. So am I. Well, uh, yeah, but I'm doing important things. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> read your tour Got another out. series of Mr. Blue Sky in the pipeline? Yeah, well, I can't believe you even know that fact, but I am writing Mr. Blue Sky. Didn't go on Celebrity Mastermind 35 1 pass? That's what you have to beat. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you I win your. I can't beat you. Doesn't matter if you win your round, which yeah. it sounds like you will do to me. Yeah, but I can't, um, I can't beat you. Also, I'm not in competition with you. You are, you're in direct competition. You uh, believe that You're I am, in direct but I'm competition. Not. So if you get 36 points, you're not going to come in and go, yeah! I can't you know because uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it until it goes no, out. No, but afterwards, yeah, but when, when it's been on the telly. I, if I was in direct competition with you, I would spend my entire day weeping into my pillow because I have, I've got about a third of your followers on Twitter. Yeah. You know, so it's not, you know, I can't be in competition with you. It's, it's directly proportionate to how talented you are. How many followers you've got? I'm not sure if it's true. It directly is. I think Ricky Gervais not... is five times more talented than I am. Yeah, Justin Bieber is a million times more talented than me. He's anyone. very talented. I it's saw directly. I saw Ricky Gervais on Curb Enthusiasm, right? Which is on the current series, which I know you've not reached yet, so I won't say anything about the plot. But he's in what I consider to be one of the very best Curb Enthusiasms ever made, which is pretty good going since it's in series seven, is it or eight? Yeah. Um, but when I watched it, and I wonder if anyone else felt the same way. I just thought, I sort of didn't want Ricky Gervais to be good in it. He is, actually, and I'm sorry to say. But because of you, quite rightly, 
I was kind of thinking, Ricky Gervais. Well, got some work to do here, mate. To, to I still uh, like when claw I back your fans, but of course he was brilliant in it. He was when, very uh, funny in it. When I met him at uh, the Jerry Seinfeld. Oh show, yeah, yeah. We were at. He was a bit rude. Then. He was a bit he was rude. A bit rude, rude yeah. yeah. He kind of he was being bothered by some people. Yeah, that's and right. Stephen Merchant, who I know a little bit from gigs, and I'm quite good friends with. Yeah. Well, Merchant was there. Out there. They were being bothered by this guy. He was being a bit of an idiot. He was a real. And idiot. then Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant kind of used me as a, an escape point. Yeah. And then Ricky Gervais went, "Whoa, imagine that having to talk to Richard Herring as your escape." Yeah. That's you're glad to see Richard Herring, which I thought was a little bit rude bit to rude, my yeah. face. You don't need to say that to my face. So he obviously doesn't like me very much, but I don't. I actually quite like. I think it's I funny. I'm looking forward to the show. He did that because he doesn't like you. I think that he was he just thinks... showing you that he was bigger than you, uh, sort of more famous. I don't know. I think, I think the implication the implication was that there was something terrible about having to speak to me, which I think is it yeah. may be true, but it's obviously he felt it was true enough to make a joke about. It's it one yeah. of those jokes which is. No, I don't know him well enough to go, oh, yeah, that's funny. It was a nasty yeah. thing to say to someone who had literally just done you a good turn. If I had, but there you go, that's the kind of guy he is. If so I had heard like, him say that, and I didn't, yeah. um, I would have you know why I didn't? on your behalf. You know why he didn't? It's because you're too busy with your tongue up the arse of all the people Lee who Mack. could get you work. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, anyway... Ironically, I spent a lot of time talking to Lee Mack, who apparently can't get me any work, rather, because he's not using Rather me than Amy, your friend, out. taking you to Seinfeld, considering asking to be his best man, just as he was on the way home. very interesting little bit of fiction that you've um, there anyway so hey, come and see more on that um, in a couple of weeks time I'll come and one, see me maybe. on Tuesday at Fairham Ashcroft Arts Farnham Fairham Wednesday fight is Fairham I don't know where it is Aldershot West End Centre <laughs> Milton Keynes you can't come that's Thursday and then the Soho Theatre 10 o'clock shows 15th to the 19th yeah November we'll when probably you do, do it again that, when you do it at the Bloomsbury is it going to be at a slightly more convenient time yes it will it'd be better it'd be much better I'll to see it at the Bloomsbury till, I'll I'll wait till the end then I think and uh, when uh, this is not a spoiler when uh, Ricky Gervais who plays himself in The Curb uh, he's he's supposed to be doing a, a theatre play in New York and he's taking it very seriously and uh, he says to Larry you should come along and uh, there's a funny exchange where um, somebody it was Susie actually Susie says to him oh Extras is the funniest programme in the history of television <laughs> and Larry goes oh yeah maybe not in the history of television and then Ricky says oh I like Seinfeld that's a great show he said yeah I really like broad humour <laughs> so sorry to say that he's doing it but he is anyway um, and then he says why don't you come and see the show and Larry goes oh, I might be a bit busy tomorrow and he goes oh, come on you know it's only three and a half hours long and he goes alright uh, I'll leave you some leave you some tickets on the box office the next day he turns up at the box office at the theatre and he has tickets for Larry David Ricky Gervais is leaving them for me ah yes here you are Mr David that'll be $200 and so he charges him so you should do the same to me it'll be I a would right do. laugh use some of your money from a Sex right Music laugh. You? can you use some of the money you got paid more than me every week at Sex Music yeah well that was, by saying that on there was one of the reasons why they were kind of slightly unhappy about, uh, about the way things well, were why didn't they talk to me about it so you seem they, to know an awful uh, lot about it well only after you then they, uh, I think they handled it very badly. <laughs> well, I think they could have been a little bit more. Careful. Don't say that's your own employers you're talking about. That's all right, they're not my employers, are they? I, they use me when other people aren't around. Ah, oh, look at that lovely old picture with the jigsaw in it. Anyway, anyway, gonna go you, now. Let's buy www.gofasterstrike.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.